Blog Talk that Radio. Time. Yes, it is. together. And if you're already standing, you can just remain standing. (laughs) All right, let's take a red hymn book. Let's turn to number 11, Love Lifted Me. Let's sing this morning. I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, very deeply sang within, thinking to rise no more. But the master of the sea heard my despairing cry. From the waters lifted me, now safe am I. Love lifted me, love lifted me. When nothing else could help, love lifted me. Love lifted me, love lifted me. When nothing else could help, love lifted me. All my heart to him I give, ever to him I'll cling. In his blessed presence live, ever his praises sing. Love so mighty and so true, merits my soul's best song. Faithful, loving service to to him belong. Love lifted me, love lifted me. When nothing else could help, love lifted me. Love lifted me, love lifted me. When nothing else could help, love lifted me. Souls in danger, look above, Jesus completely saved. He will lift you by his love out of the angry wave. He's the master of the sea, billows his will obey. He, your Savior, wants to be, be saved today. Love lifted me, love lifted me. When nothing else could help, love lifted me, love lifted me, love lifted me. When nothing else could help, love lifted me. Amen. Thank God. The the love of the Lord Jesus Christ lifted us out of the miry pit and set our feet on a solid rock. Thank God. God loved us enough to send Jesus to be our Savior. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. It's good to be in church this morning. It is. Good crowd this morning. Amen. Almost seems like things starting to get back to normal a little bit. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I'm driving by and seeing people meeting in their cars and whatnot, and I'm thankful to see y'all here. I'd hate to stand. I'd hate to be standing outside this morning. Amen. It's a good. It's a good feeling to be in God's house. Amen. 
I know it's not about feelings, but thank God it's a good feeling. Amen. Amen. Prayer requests this morning. We got prayer requests. Anyone? Anyone? Yes. My friend Rick. Yes. Uh, they're not going to do anything with them until March, uh, May 5th or 3rd or something like that. They're not doing surgery. They're not doing anything because of the uh, coronavirus. Yeah. They can't do surgery. Oh, mercy. So we just really need to pray for them. Yes. We can hardly swallow liquid. My goodness. Oh, my goodness. Well, I don't know why they won't treat other people. That doesn't make much sense. That one one sickness is worse than everything else. Right. Yeah, they they certainly are. A hospital hospital in Paris laid off a number of people. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, anybody else? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Our kids are all from out of state, and they, and they, she was up in Iowa with her daughter at a nursing home. They transferred her here because she was from here, but none of her kids can come, and it's just it's just killing them, and it's going to be hard for them not to be able to right. come there when she's laid to rest. Right. Y'all pray for me. I'll be doing that service on Tuesday. So. Huh? We're doing a funeral service for her aunt. Her great aunt passed away. Her aunt Helen, and uh, just yeah, pray for us as we as we lay her to rest. And uh, got another family member that that passed away that we were supposed to have buried, but because of the virus, well, it was cremation. It was her 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 uncle, and uh, so we've got a couple funerals ahead. I don't know how how soon the second one, but we're gonna have. Two right there, pretty close together. So please pray for for her side of the family, please. Um, I see the funeral position going now. She said we went to Oklahoma. Oh yeah. The procession. Mm-hmm. I seen the county flying around to catch that funeral procession too. Because hmm. we can't have ten people at a funeral. Mercy sakes. <laughs> Mercy sakes. <clears throat> well, anyhow. Well, any other prayer requests this morning? Well, right, right. Well, we can do that right now. They want somebody's birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Joe. Amen. And many more. Okay. Oh. Well. We'll just knock it out right now, won't we? Amen. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Dan. Happy birthday to you. Amen. Okay. Can I sing this one? Happy birthday to you. You live in a shoe. You look like a monkey. You smell like one too? (laughs) 
Oh, what's like the grad? You ready? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Grant. Happy birthday to you. Anybody else? Okay. All right. Praise God. Well, I, I never, I never seen three hit like that right together. That's good. It certainly was, wasn't it? Amen. Prayer. Any other prayer requests before we go to the Lord this morning? Yes, Miss Charlotte. Yes, I will. Absolutely, we certainly will pray for his salvation. Her son Robert. Uh, he needs. He needs Jesus. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Uh, Morgan had mentioned this morning that uh, the ladies. Where'd you say it? Up here. Okay. Yeah. It's immediately after service. If the ladies uh, would meet with. Meet together here up the front. Um, y'all got something y'all need to talk about. I don't know what it is, so I'll just leave that to y'all. But anyway, ladies, y'all just meet up here at the front on this side. All right. Any? I have a prayer request. Uh, Jody Payne that goes to Miss Haven. Mm-hmm. I think he's been having, I'm still up to the house the other day, and I don't really know what I'm going on, but I think he might have some fluid around his heart. So, okay. So keep him in your prayers. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. All right. Uh, other than that, well, we just need to pray for our nation. Yes. Oh, we need to pray for our nation. Yes. Um, I don't know if you keep up with the news or not, but, but you know, the more things that come out, the more this you see the struggle between, between God's people and Satan's people. It's coming to the forefront. It's coming to a head. And, and uh, our, our, there's, there's a battle, there's a battle for, for our nation's soul. And we need to be in prayer, and we need to we need to be vocal, and we need to 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 stand on the word of God, and uh, we need to uplift those around us. That's the only way you fight back. The only way you fight back is to trust God, pray to God, and and do something for God. That's the only way you fight back against the evil that's present in our day. And we just need to pray for God to give us strength, God to give us wisdom, and God give us a vision of how to go about it. Amen. All right, let's go to the Lord in prayer, and let's ask God to meet with us this morning, and let's pray for his, for his, for his power in the service this morning. Grant, lead us in prayer. Father, we come to you Thank you for being just such a wonderful, good, gracious, and loving you. And as we look to the future, dear Lord, as we look to our nation and all the evils that surround us, May the Lord help us to keep in mind that you are still on the throne, that you're still in control, and that ultimately you're going to be honored and glorified, and that we can be honored and glorified with you, and just help us to have confidence in your leading and your guidance, and we know that all that's going on today is under your control, but your Lord help us to be mindful of these things and let us pray for our nation. Yes. And we're not just tired of evil winning out. Yes. It seems to be and I just pray that uh, you would help those that are willing to take a stand, to stand and be and a positive influence. And then for all the request that we mentioned here this morning, I just ask that you be with them 
And then, dear Lord, please be with us service. And be with our pastor as he brings us the word. We pray that uh, your word would have its intended and planned uh, effect yes. in our lives. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You can be seated. Number 57. Number 57, he leadeth me. Number 57. He was just praying, Lord, lead us. Amen. And I had the song open in front of me. Amen. <laughs> he leadeth me, oh, blessed thought, oh, words with heavenly comfort brought. Whate'er I do, where'er I be, still tis God's hand that leadeth me. He leadeth me, he leadeth me, by his own hand he leadeth me. His faithful follower I would be, for by his hand he leadeth me. Sometimes mid scenes of deepest gloom, sometimes where Eden's bowers bloom, by water still or troubled sea, still tis his hand that leadeth me. He leadeth me, he leadeth me, by his own hand he leadeth me. His faithful follower I would be, for by his hand he leadeth me. Lord, I would clasp thy hand in mine, nor ever murmur or nor repine. Content whatever lot I see, since tis my God that leadeth me. He leadeth me, he leadeth me, by his own hand he leadeth me. His faithful follower I would be, for by his hand he leadeth me. And when my task on earth is done, when by thy grace the victory's won, even death go wave, I will not flee, since God through Jordan leadeth me. He leadeth me, he leadeth me, by his own hand he leadeth me. His faithful follower I would be, for by his hand he leadeth me. Amen. What a blessed thought that is. 
God doesn't put an angel in charge to lead us. Amen? He does it. Amen? What a God we serve, a personal God. Amen? I'm so thankful for that. Number 99. Let's sing this morning. Number 99. Now I belong to Jesus. Jesus, my Lord, will love me forever. From him no power of evil can sever. He gave his life to ransom my soul. Now I belong to him. Now I belong to Jesus. Jesus belongs to me. Not for the years of time alone, but for eternity. Once I was lost in sin segregation, Jesus came down to bring me salvation, lifted me up from sorrow and shame. Now I belong to Him. Now I belong to Jesus. Jesus belongs to me. Not for the years of time alone, but for eternity. Joy floods my soul, for Jesus has saved me, freed me from sin that long had enslaved me. His precious blood he gave to redeem. Now I belong to him. Now I belong to Jesus. Jesus belongs to me. Not for the years of time alone, but for eternity. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, I tell you, it, uh, what Paul say about if it, in this life only we have Christ, we are of all men most miserable. Amen. I, I'm thankful it isn't just for this life. Hallelujah. I'm thankful that he's my eternal Savior. Number 42, we're saying number 42. The way of the cross leads home. I must needs go home by the way of the cross. There's no other way but this. I shall never get sight of the gates of life if the way of the cross I miss. The way of the cross leads home. The way of the cross leads home. It is sweet to know as I onward go. The way of the cross leads home. I must needs go on in the blood-sprinkled way, the path that the Savior trod. If I ever climb to the heights sublime, where my soul is at home with God. The way of the cross leads home. The way of the cross leads home. It is sweet to know as I onward go. The way of the cross leads home. Then I bid farewell to the way of the world to walk in it nevermore. For my Lord says, come and I seek my home 
where he waits at the open door. The way of the cross leads home. The way of the cross leads home. It is sweet to know as I onward go. The way of the cross leads home. Amen. Well, glory to God. I'm so thankful I'm saved this morning. So thankful I know the Savior. <clears throat> Pray for me this morning. I hadn't played this. I sang this song, but I don't know that I've ever played it. So, on the guitar anyway.
that song came to mind this morning as I was getting ready. I just hadn't sang that in many, many years. But, you know, if you listen to the words of that chorus, we're to turn our eyes on Jesus and look full at him, not partially, but fully at him. And if we look fully at Jesus, everything else will just fade out of the picture. Amen? Right now, right now, I fear that too many people have too many other things right in front of them and their eyes are not on Jesus. Now, I'm not saying that about you particularly this morning, but I fear that that happens a lot in this day and time that we're living in and this, in this moment we're living in with all of this confusion and all this uncertainty. Many people are looking at the waves. Many people are looking and listening to the wind blow, and they feel the splash of the waves on them, and, and they, they see the swirling dark skies, and, they, and, and, and their eyes are not on the Lord Jesus. And therefore, there's unrest in their hearts. There's, there's, there's not peace like there ought to be. You know, the Bible, Bible, wants, uh, the Bible tells us that, he, that, that he's the prince of peace, and he came that we might have life and we might have it more abundantly, and if you don't have any peace and, and your life feels like it's out of control, it's probably because you're not looking to Jesus like you ought to be. But uh, anyway, I just, I'm thankful this morning that I'm saved. I'm thankful that my Redeemer lives. I'm thankful that I know that I know that I know that he's in control and that nothing is going to change that. Amen? All right, I want you to turn to John chapter 14. I'll try to, I'll try to be as brief as I can be, as concise as I can be, and, and hopefully I'll say everything that ought to be said. But this is... Getting to know Jesus, part 167, 167, and uh, I don't really have a title on it, but I turn your eyes upon Jesus, work just as good as any, amen. But uh, Jesus is continuing his, his upper room last talk with his disciples before they go out into the Garden of Gethsemane. And so I want us to back up and I want us to read a little bit just to set the context. <clears throat> so I want us, and you may think, well, why would you go back as far as you're going to go? But I want to go back all the way to uh, verse 31 of chapter 13. And we'll read all the way through verse 11 of chapter 14. That's a little piece of scripture there, but it won't hurt us to get a little Bible reading in. John chapter 13, verse 31, the Bible says, Therefore, when he was gone out, meaning Judas, Jesus, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and, and God is glorified in him, saying, it's, Now it's time. If God be glorified in him, God shall also glorify him in himself, and shall straightway glorify him. That verse right there pertains to what we're talking about this morning. If God be glorified in Jesus, if Jesus will glorify, if Jesus is going to glorify the Father, the Father will glorify Jesus. It, it is a mutual glorification. And, and he's saying, this is my moment. This is what I've come for. That's what he's trying to say. This is it. <clears throat> little children, yet a little while I am with you. Ye shall seek me, and as I said unto the Jews, Whither I go, ye cannot come. So now I say to you, A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another, as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. You know, I don't think we hit on that near hard enough in the last couple of weeks. But, you know, that was, 
this this is the last. You understand the last words that Jesus. These are the these are the last. This is the last intimate moment that he will spend with these with these eleven. Again, Judas is gone, but the last moments he's going to spend with these eleven disciples, whom he loves so dearly, and 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 he knows the time is short. Of course, Christ knows everything that's going to take place, and so he feels the pressure of the moment, uh, the the time ticking off and the importance of speaking to them and giving them final instructions before he goes to Calvary. So these are very, very, every word is crucial. Every word is important. And not that any word of the word of God is not, but, but again, the moment, the hour is late, and, and it's essential that they grasp these things that he's given to them. So he's saying to them, listen, I, I want you to understand. He said, I'm telling you to love one another. Love, love one another as I have loved you. I'm about to leave. I won't be here on the, in, the, in the moment to love you like I have loved you, so you love one another as I have loved you. It's so important that we as believers love one another and care for one another and, 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 and take an interest in one another. Amen? All right, and he said, by this shall all men know that ye are my disciples. That's our identifying, that's our, it's, like, it's like you go into McDonald's and they've got a little name tag on them and says, hi, my name is whatever, you know. God doesn't give us name tags. We're to do it by loving one another, by people seeing the love of Christ in us. He said, if you have love one to another. And then he changes and he says, he changes the subject and he says, he said, Simon Peter, Simon Peter said unto him, Lord, where, the, where, where, where are you going? Where the goest thou? Where are you going, Lord? Jesus answered him, Whither I go, thou canst not follow me now, but thou shalt follow me afterwards, talking about his death. Peter said unto him, Lord, why cannot I follow thee now? I will lay down my life for thy sake. And Jesus answered him, Wilt thou lay down thy life for my sake? Verily, verily, I say unto thee, the cock shall not crow till thou hast denied me thrice. Let not your heart be troubled. Now, I tell you, if, if Christ had looked me in the face and told me before this night, so before the rooster crows in the morning, you're going to deny me three times, my heart would have been troubled. And not only, not only my heart, but, and not only Peter's heart, but I believe the hearts of those around him when he heard that, because he just said that Judas is going to betray him. Even though they didn't keep their eyes on Judas and they really didn't understand what Judas was doing when he left and he, they'd been told time and time again that Judas was going to betray Jesus, they just, I don't know. I, I tell you, the, the, the disciples give me hope as a believer. They really do. I don't, I don't know how to express that to you, but to say the disciples were some of the most bumbling, stumbling, keystone cop-like folks before Christ's resurrection. They couldn't get out of the way of their own feet or their own mouth. And I look at that and I say, you know what? Christ loved them in spite of their ignorance and their dumb decisions. And there's hope for me. Amen? Because I'm just, I'm just as big of a mess sometimes. And thank God he's patient and loving and merciful. Amen? All right. So he says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. He said, it's going to be all right. We're going to be together. He said, if it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. I know we, we talked on this last week. Again, I could, just, I could just stay right there. I could, but I, I, I can't. 
But I, he went to prepare a place for us, amen, for you. Think about that. Think about how personally he loves you. We ain't even prayed yet, all right? I got to hurry up. Or I'm going I'm to miss the message, you know, all on the introduction, all right? He, he said, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am there ye may be also. What a day that'll be. What a day that'll be. Oh, my goodness, when, we, when our faith is sight. Amen. What a day that'll be when, our, when the soles of our feet are walking on streets of gold. What a day that'll be where we walk by the crystal sea. Amen. We see the tree of life. Amen. And we walk up to the very throne of God. Amen. What a day that'll be. And he said, and whither I go, you know. Where I'm going, you know where I'm going. And the way, you know. You know how to get there, too. And Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest. We don't know where you're going, Lord. We don't know. We don't know. And how can we know the way? And Jesus answered unto him, saith unto him, I am the way. If you want to get there, I'm the way. If you want to know the truth about it, I'm the truth. If you want to have life, I'm the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And then he goes on to say, If ye had known me, ye should have known my Father also. And from henceforth ye know him and have seen him. Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father and it sufficeth us. Jesus saith unto him, have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that seeth, he that hath seen me, hath seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, show us the Father? Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but of the Father. But the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very work's sake. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, help us this morning as we come to the Scripture. Father, I pray the Holy Ghost of God would, Lord, empower me to speak this morning and say exactly what you would have me to say in the way that you'd have me say it. Lord, I wish I could speak just as, though, just as Jesus did when he spake these words. I wish I could use his his tone of voice, and Lord, all his mannerisms, but I cannot do that. Lord, I just pray the Holy Spirit of God take over and use me for the glory of God. Lord, I pray for each person under the sound of my voice, whether they be in this room or whether they're listening somewhere else. I pray, Lord, that Holy, Holy Spirit of God, I pray that you would work on hearts. I pray, Lord, you convict those that are lost and show them their need for salvation through the blood of Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray for those that are saved, Lord, that we would feel an urge and a need to draw ever closer to Thee. Lord, to know You in Your fullness. Lord, to not, to not get so wrapped up in this old world that we forget our, our need for a close personal relationship with Thee. Lord, please help us this morning. We just love You so much. We give You the glory and the praise. Lord, we ask You to forgive our sins. We ask You to cleanse us. Fill every fiber of our being with Your Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. 
Jesus said, if ye had known me, ye should have known my Father also. You know, this, this whole, whole sermon series that I've been preaching since I started this years ago, and it's been years since I started the 160, oh, you counted up, 167 Sundays. It's been quite a while. Uh, but you know what? The whole way has been based on this one idea, and that's getting to know Jesus. Get, I mean, I'm not saying getting to know about him, but getting to know him personally. He knows every single thing about me. There is nothing that I have in my life that's hidden from him. He knows everything about my being, my makeup. He knows everything about my life, and he knows, he knows everything about everything in my life. And he wants me to know him the way, I, the way he knows me. Now, down here on this earth, I, 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 I'm limited in that, but you know what? He wants me to know him in his fullness. Amen? I, when I started this series a long while back, I, I told this, this little story that I had heard that started this series, and I can't even remember now who it was who I was listening to, whether it was Vance Havergill or not one Vance Havergill. It may have been Oswald Chambers. I can't remember, honestly, who I was listening to, but, but I was listening to a sermon, and in that sermon, the preacher made this statement. He, he, he said, do you know him? Do you really know him, or do you just know about him? Do you know Jesus? He said, there's some of you who think you know Jesus, but you really don't know him. He said, you know, I, and, and he, he went on to talk about the, the, uh, the emperor of Ethiopia and how he had visited a missionary in Ethiopia, and, 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 and in doing so, he, uh, the, the, uh, the premier or the emperor or the king or the president or whatever it was of Ethiopia, I don't know what they have over there, but I assume it's a monarch, uh, he, he arrived there uh, where, at the location where, where the preacher was at. He, he, he uh, evidently this preacher had enough fame about him that, that the, it came to his attention, and he came to meet him. And he said he came out and spent several hours with him, as a matter of fact. Said he was a wonderful man, charming man. Said he had the softest hands he'd ever shook in his life. Uh, he said, but, you know, that he was so kind, so gracious, and, 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 and treated him with such respect. And he said, I'm nobody. And here he is. He's the leader of this country, but yet he treated me with such kindness and respect. He said, what a wonderful, glorious man he was. He said, but to be honest with you, to tell you the honest truth, he said, I really, even though I met him, I spent time around him, I really don't know him. And then he went on to talk about Richard Nixon, having met Richard, Richard Nixon. Of course, this message way back in the 70s, and, or 60s and 70s, and, and, he, and I guess it was, it was right about the time of Watergate when this sermon was preached. And, and the preacher said, you know, I met Richard Nixon when he was a senator. He said he was, seemed like such a nice guy. He said, just a great guy. He said, now they tell me he's gotten into, himself into some trouble. He said, I really don't know about all that. He said, I'm not sure what he did or didn't do. He said, but, you know, when I met him, he seemed like such a nice man. And uh, he said, but I really don't know him. He said, if you're going to know somebody, really know somebody, you need to spend time with that person every day of, your, of their life, every day of your life. You need to spend time with them. I'm going to tell you, that lady right back here in the red shirt, I know her. You know what? She knows me. You know why? Because we spend time together every day. She knows all of my faults. Amen? She could probably count them up for you, but don't ask her. 
And I know hers too. Amen? When you spend time with someone every day, you get to really know them. Not only, Listen, you don't just get to know the, 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 the them that they put out there for everybody else. You get to know the them that's there when hard times hit, when bad things happen. You get to know the real them when they're under pressure. When you spend time with someone every day, you find out how they are in tough times and in good. And I'm going to tell you something. When you spend time with Jesus, Every day, you find out who he really is. And you find out that there's never a moment, there's never a time when he'll fail you. You find out that, that everything you need, you can find in him. Jesus said, and I'm just going to go back to the scripture, he said, if ye had known me, you should have known my father also. And from henceforth ye know him and have seen him. Now, he just got through saying, I am the way to the Father. I am the truth. I am the life, and no man cometh unto the Father but by me. And, and so Peter heard that, and, 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 when, and when Jesus made this statement, he said, if you'd known me, you should have known my Father also, and from henceforth you know him and have seen him. Now, Philip seized upon that word, seen. And he said, well, wait a minute. Wait, seen the Father? Lord, show us the Father. Show us the Father and we'll be happy. That's what he said. He said, he said, show us the Father and it sufficeth us. That'll satisfy us. Lord, I mean, we're, we, we could really, we could see the Father? Now, Philip, I, I, now, if Peter had blurted that out, I'd, I'd understood it from Peter. If Peter had said that, I think Lord might have even rebuked him a little bit. But this is not Peter. This is not impetuous Peter. This is Philip. Philip's a very... He's a, he's a very plain man. He's a very common man. He said, where do you get that? I, I get it from his temperament, from what all I've seen of, of Philip. And, and, and Philip, and what, I, what I see about Philip is in, in John chapter 1, in John chapter 1, I'm going I'm to have to hurry and get to this because if I don't, I'm going to run out of time. But, uh, but in, in, in John chapter 1, verse 45, where, where Jesus, uh, well, let me back it up to verse 43. The day following, Jesus would go forth into Galilee and findeth Philip and saith unto him, Follow me. Now Philip was of Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter, and Philip findeth Nathanael and saith unto him, We have found him of whom Moses and the law and the prophets did write, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Now he's the one that Moses and the law and the prophets did write. In other words, he's the Messiah. The son of of Joseph. And now listen. And Nathanael said unto him, Can there any good thing come out of Nazareth? And Philip said unto him, Well, just come and see. Just come and see. Come look for yourself. He wasn't a man who, who let anything bother him. Seemed like a very level-headed man. So, it, so when, he, when he says, Lord, show us the Father and it sufficeth us. He wasn't trying to be... He wasn't trying to be unruly with Jesus. He wasn't trying to, to, to say anything derogatory. What was he saying? He was saying, Lord, I really want to see the Father. I really want to see the Father. I'm going to tell you something. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. Philip had a desire in his heart for God. Philip had a desire. The, the things of this world, as I sang in that song, had grown dim to Philip. He wasn't interested in the things of this world. He wanted to see God. 
What a desire it is for you to want to see God. And I, and I, and, and I got a message here I could preach, but I'm not even going to preach it. I just want to talk to you for a little bit. This hour that we live in, Satan has thrown everything he can throw, or I have to say everything. He's thrown everything available to him to throw at us. Satan can't do anything God doesn't allow him to do. He's limited. But what, what God has allowed him to throw at us, he's thrown at us. And, and it gets deeper every day we live. The distractions are so many, so vast in front of us. There are so many things that are coming against us in this hour. Everything, again, that can be thrown at us is thrown at us. All of those things are just distractions to keep us from our relationship with God. I I can't get away from that picture of Peter on the waves that night. I cannot get away from that. And, And, folks, you and I are walking right now by faith on top of all that's going on around us, just like Peter on those waves that night. You and I are walking by faith saying God's in charge of this. God has got this. God is going to take care of us. God is not going to let us be destroyed in the midst of this. Listen, I don't know about you, but that's where I'm at. I think you're there too. Amen? I'd like to think that believers, uh, true believers all over this country are in that frame of mind, that God has us in the middle of all this, and God is going to take care of us in the middle of all this. But folks, if if the devil can get us to get our eyes off of God, if the devil can get us to, to, to not only to take our eyes off of God and to focus on the storm that's going on around us, then we will, we will lose sight of our purpose on this, on this earth. You and I have one purpose on this earth, and that is to glorify the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? <clears throat> Again, he said, if you, had, if you had known me, you should have known my Father also, and from henceforth, from this point on, you know him and you've seen him. And again, he said, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. And Jesus saith unto him, have I been so long time with you, and yet thou hast not known me, Philip? He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, show us the Father? Philip, I am him. He is me. We are God. Amen? Jesus Christ, the perfect fullness of God walking on earth. He is God. Amen? He is the perfect representation of God. Perfect in every way. To know Jesus is to know God. And he said it from now on, you, you know him and you've seen him. They had learned so much about him. They spent three years with Jesus, walking with him everywhere. But yet they had not, they didn't have what we have today. They didn't have the full revelation that you and I have today. What a blessed people we are to be able to know the whole story. Oh, we, we have more burden on us to carry than they had at that point because you and I know the truth. You and I know it all. At this point, they were so distracted by everything that was going on around them, they couldn't even grasp what was happening before their eyes. 
you and I know. We know who he is. And again, he said, show us the Father, and it'll be enough. Maybe he thought that Christ was going to do something miraculous and open heaven for him right then and there. But I'm going to tell you, they couldn't have lived if they'd have seen the Father. Jesus is our representation of the Father. Amen? I, 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 don't, I don't know for sure that we get to heaven we'll ever see the face of God. I don't know. I don't know but what we'll see Christ. I don't know. But I can tell you this. The Bible says that no man has seen God and lived. Now, 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 that doesn't mean we won't be able to see him in heaven. I don't know. Honestly, I can't tell you that. <clears throat> but I'm trying to skip down through here because I'm running out of time. Well, let's just do this. Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1. Verse 15 and following. It infers Jesus when it says who. Jesus who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. By him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. Christ is saying, again, he is God. If Christ holds it all together. He said, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Jesus Christ holds everything that is together. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. You know what that means? That means he comes before everything and anything. And you know what? In our life, he ought to come before all things and anything. Amen? Life gets out of control when Christ is not put in his proper place. But again, Philip said, I want to see the Father. Let me see the Father. Well, I take you back to Exodus chapter 34. When, when Moses was on the mountain to get the Ten Commandments, and the Bible says and the Lord descended in the cloud and stood with him there and proclaimed the name of the Lord... And the Lord passed by before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious and long-suffering and abundant in, mercy, in goodness and truth. Now listen to that. This is, not, this is not describing Jesus. This is describing the Father. Merciful, gracious, long-suffering, abundant in goodness and truth. He's got more than you and I need. Keeping mercy for thousands. Forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin that will by no means clear the guilty. God's not going to... What does that mean? That means God's not going to forgive those who don't come to him for forgiveness. He's not going to clear the guilty. That's who the guilty are, those who don't have the forgiveness. But listen, 
a lot of people have this idea of God the Father. God the Father, he's a, he's a hard, tough God, and Jesus is. Listen, Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen him. You want to know how the Father is? You look at Jesus. You want to know what kind of love God, the Father has? You look at the love of Jesus. You want to know what kind of mercy the Father has? Look at the mercy of Jesus. You want to know what kind of grace the Father has? Look at the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank God when I, uh, listen, I, I, I remember hearing over in India, a missionary was talking to a, to a, to a man from India, and he was witnessing to him, and, and he, said, he, he, he said, you need God, you need to love God. And he, he said, well, how can I love God? I don't know what God is like. And he said, God, he said, if you've seen Jesus Christ, you know what God is like. He said, oh, really? God is, is, is like Jesus Christ. He said, yes, Jesus is God's son. He said, well, I could love a God like that. I could serve a God like that. If you want to know what the Father's like, listen, all you have to do is look at the Son. Christ in the flesh is God walking on two legs, walking on this earth. <clears throat> Why in the world couldn't Philip see it? Again, he didn't have what you and I have. He didn't have the full canon of Scripture. He didn't understand what all was about to take place. He was expecting Jesus to sit on the throne. He wasn't expecting Jesus to go to the cross. <clears throat> Let me turn to another place. So we see the Father in Christ. We see the Father in Christ. We, how, where do we see the Father in Christ? We see the Father in, in his doctrine. The Bible calls, Bible calls God the Father, the Father of lights. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights, in whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. The Father of lights, what did he do? He gave us, he gave us the doctrine that he was talking about this morning. The truth that come from God is given to us in Christ. The miracles that they saw Christ perform was evidence of the power of God, the finger of God reaching down into, into, into this world and, and working in man. The holiness of God shown through Christ in the spotless purity of his life, a lamb without spot. And his grace, the grace of God shown in the acts of grace that he did. He who has seen me has seen the Father. That's what he said. He was. He is in him, and Christ is in the Father. That's too big for my brain to grasp sometimes. We try to understand the Trinity, and it's so hard to understand, but, it, but Christ is in him, and, 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 and God is in Christ. What a conundrum for our human brain to try to understand. I don't fully understand it, but I believe it by faith. Amen? I know that Jesus Christ is God. And i got one more place I'm going to turn before we get done. I'm scatterbrained this morning. Y'all have, have to have a little mercy on me this morning. Turn to John chapter ten. John chapter ten. I'm gonna end up with this with this passage. 
John chapter 10, I want you to look there in verse 22. And it was at Jerusalem, the feast of the dedication, and it was winter. And Jesus walked in the temple in Solomon's porch. Then came the Jews round about him and said unto him, How long dost thou make us to doubt? If thou be the Christ, tell us plainly. And Jesus answered them, I told you, and you believe not. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. If you look at our text this morning, Jesus said in verse 10 there, Believest thou not that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The, work, the words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but that the Father, the Father dwelleth in me. I'm sorry, I speak not of myself. But the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. Listen, Jesus said, his, my words are not my words. My words are the Father's words. The works that I do, they're not my works. They're the Father's works. Everything that Christ did, Christ submitted humbly to his Father's will. Christ didn't do anything to promote himself. Christ didn't do anything to glorify himself. He did it all to glorify the Father. Folks, you and I are to walk as such. We are to walk every step, not to glorify ourselves. We're not to speak a word to glorify ourselves. We are to walk to glorify the Son of God. Amen. The Father through the Son. That's our life, is to be a living signboard to the glory of God. He went on to say in, in, in John chapter 10, he said, but ye believe not, because ye are not of my sheep, as I said unto you. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. My sheep hear my voice. They know me. When they hear my voice, they know it's the voice of God speaking unto them. I'm going to tell you, what were you saying this morning, Grant? You were saying something about that, about I can't even remember exactly how you put it, but... I, I've lost the thought now. I can't even remember what you said. But anyway, you said something good, amen. It stuck with me there for a minute, but I lost it. But, but he said, my sheep hear my voice. I know, I know that the Lord Jesus is leading me. I know that the Lord Jesus is guiding me. There's no doubt in my mind that I've been redeemed by his blood. There's no doubt in my mind that the Holy Ghost of God lives in my spirit, has brought my spirit to life. And the Bible said, I know them and they follow me. Amen? When, listen, I, I'm not searching for anything else. I don't need anything else. I have found the answer. I have found the truth. I have found the way. I have found the life. There is no other place that I need to look. There is no other purpose to my life. My life has a singular purpose now because I know that not only was he a teacher, not only was he a, was he a great... Uh, a great uh, 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 he's God. There's no, there's no other, there's no prophet I'm looking for. I have found my Redeemer. And so now that I know who He is, now that He's revealed Himself to me, now that I, I, I own Him as my own and, I, and He owns me, I listen, I have no other purpose but to glorify Jesus. And so I'll follow Him. And He said, and I give unto them eternal life. 
If I follow him, what? I, because I love him, because I believed on him, and he said it, he said over here in John 14, he said, believe me, believe me, believe me. Believe me in the hour of temptation. Believe me in the hour of doubt. Believe me in the hour of worry. Believe me in the hour of fear. I am in the Father and the Father in me. And there's, any, there's not a thing he can't do. There's not anything he can't carry us through. I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Oh, I'm so thankful for that promise. And I didn't get up here this morning to preach on eternal security, but I love this passage, and, and I'm about to conclude here. But I thank God that Jesus said that, that I'm in his hand. Amen? I am in his hand. I, 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 listen, he said, he said, he said I, my sheep hear my voice, I know them, they follow me, and I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. That don't mean I'm laying in it. That means he's got me. You ever plucked a chicken feather out? Anybody in here want to testify? Amen. When you pull on it, it don't just slide out like a knife through butter, does it? There's some force applied. So when he says pluck, he's inferring that we are in his hand and he's got us. I mean, he's got a grip on us. I, I, I like to use that illustration of a, of, of a mother carrying a child across a busy street. On, on the way across, and I don't think I used it in here before, but on the way across that busy street, the mama doesn't say, here, child, hold my hand while we walk across this street. That child could get loose. That child could, 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 could get loose and run through traffic and get hit. But if that mama has got that child by the hand, she's not letting go. And ain't nobody going to pluck, pluck that child out either. Amen? I'm going to tell you something. Jesus, when he saved me, he got me in his hand. There is no... He said, no man is able to pluck them out of my hand. You say, well, what about the devil? Well, the devil done lost. The devil's done been defeated. So the devil doesn't have the power to pluck me out of the hand of the Lord Jesus Christ. Who else is involved? Well, there's all kinds of people in here. There ain't a one of you that's able, stronger than God, that's able to reach and pull you, pull me out of the hand of Almighty God, out of the hand of Jesus Christ. Not a single one of you. And what's left beyond that? That's just me, just plain old me. So, well, and and if, if I believe like some people do, I believe I'm just teetering on the edge of his hand, just swinging my legs off the side, leaning off. No, no, no. He's got me. And I'm not stronger than God. Are you stronger than God? Will you ever be? No. So can you pluck yourself out? No. Thank God for that. But he says not only that, I like this. He said, my Father, which gave them me, is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. Amen? That's what he said. I and my Father are one. I'm thankful this... Listen, and I, I've made this statement before, but I'm closing. I've made this statement before. A lot of people's idea of who God the Father is is based in their mind on who their earthly father was. That's our idea of a father. And some of us had a wonderful, loving father, and we have good memories of, uh, of, of our dad. And, 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 
and, and maybe that gives you a good, a good idea of who God the Father is. But I'm going to tell you, even if you have a terrible dad, that's not God. Our earthly fathers failed us. But we got a heavenly father that never fails. You want to know, you want to know who he is? You want to know how God, how God deals with people? Look at how Jesus dealt with people. You want to know how, what God will do? What did Jesus do? Amen? People used to have them little bracelets on. What would Jesus do? Well, what would, what would the Father do? Check with Jesus. Check with Jesus. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. That's what he said in verse 9. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Don't fear. Don't fear. No matter what goes on in this world, don't fear. What did he say in the middle of the storm when they woke him up? Master, carest thou not that we perish? Peace be still. He can do that for us in the middle of coronavirus. He can do that for us in the middle of anything that comes along. He can do that for us in the middle of, 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 of nefarious characters who would like to put us all into bondage in a one-world system. He can take care of us in the middle of all that. If he can take care of the children of Israel in the middle of in the middle of all that they went through in the desert and, and coming out of Egypt and all that he did for them, he can take care of little old you and little old me. Jesus is God, and he's able to take care of me and you. Let's stand together. As she comes to play this morning. I don't know what troubles you're dealing with, and I don't know what worries you got on your mind, and I don't know what concerns you have, but I can tell you this. God's bigger than all of it, and God can handle any of it. And I urge you to go to the Lord in prayer this, this, during this invitation, and I, I urge you to take whatever burdens and troubles you've got and lay them on Jesus. He can take it, he can handle it, and he'll take it right to the Father's throne. Amen? Number 313 as we sing this morning. What a friend we have in Jesus. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and grief to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, we often forfeit, oh, what needless pain we bear, all because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Have we trials and temptations? Is there trouble anywhere? We should never be discouraged. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Can we find a friend so faithful who will all our sorrows share? Jesus knows our every Take it to the Lord in prayer. Amen. And we certainly can. I was just thinking just now as we were singing, you know, the Bible says, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world.
if any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. And that's, you know, that's really all the devil wants you to do. The devil just wants you to get you to start loving the world. He just wants you to get to loving, get get caught up in, in loving things, get to loving stuff, get to yearn. And I know we've been all stuck in the house. We can't go out and do nothing. And I, I imagine some of us sitting there thinking, well, if I get out, I'd do this, I'd do that, I'd do that. But what about doing something for God? What about doing something for someone else in the name of the Lord? That's really the things we ought to be thinking about doing. Instead of, you know, I want, I'd be glad all this is over. We can, we can make more money and get more stuff. Why don't we, why don't we see what we can do for Jesus? Now, I'm not saying that, there's nothing wrong with making money. There's nothing wrong with, with having things. But don't let it become your focus. Amen? And, and, and the last thing is, is that pride of life. Getting to think that we know so much. I don't know anything except Jesus Christ and him crucified. That's all I want to know. That the Lord Jesus Christ died for sinners, and he's willing to save any that come to him for salvation. Let's, let's, we live in such a crucial hour. We're living in such a crucial time. And we must be, we must be God's instruments in this hour. If we don't take advantage of this time, and I, I truly believe I truly believe with all my heart, and I'm closing, but I truly believe with all my my heart, revival can happen in this nation. And we look at it and say, well, it's bad. Oh, it's bad. Well, it's always been bad when revival broke out. That's the, that's the conditions for revival. Things are dead. But I tell you what, I, I, I hear people crying out to God, and I, I, I see it. It's happening more and more frequently. And the more and more people cry out to God, the more likely revival is to happen. So I urge you, I urge you, pray for revival in our nation. I urge you to. It can happen, but we have got to seek God. What if, what if Philip say, show us the Father? Well, you know what I, I think of when I hear that? If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray, and seek my face, turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven, forgive their sin, and heal their land. But it all starts when we're seeking to see God. I want to see God. I'm not happy with just the status quo. I want to see God. I want to see God move in my day. I really do. Let's pray and seek God's face. Amen? All right. Robert... I didn't call on you earlier, so dismiss us in prayer. Amen. God bless you. So glad you come to church today. Good crowd of folks. Amen. <laughs> Yep, y'all go to the front. Go to the front. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to go overtime. I'm sorry, son. God bless you, brother Tony. I scattered rain this morning. I couldn't hold two thoughts together. He's trying to rush through it all. Huh? He's trying to rush I did. I tried to get in a hurry. I know. Mm-hmm. I'm in front, me. Up in front. 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 Up